Hey everyone, welcome to the Crypto Unstacked podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Lamb. Wherever you are, whoever you are, crypto skeptic, half believer, or enthusiast, it's really great to have you tuning in to Crypto Unstacked, where we bring you a cup of crypto every week and unstack everything from crypto finance to global macroeconomics. The Crypto Unstacked podcast is meant for informational purposes only and should not be considered as financial or investment advice. Nothing expressed in this podcast should be construed as a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement, or offer by Amber Group to buy or sell any financial products. Information expressed by the host or guest in this podcast does not necessarily reflect the views of Amber Group. This week, I chat with Sudhu Aramagam, Chief Risk Officer at CoinFlex, the world's first physically delivered crypto futures exchange. Sudhu shares CoinFlex's vision for building out a robust interest rate market in crypto. In this episode, Sudhu and I talk about three primary topics. First, the existing borrow and lend space, why it's inefficient and ripe for disruption. Second, the existing stablecoin model and how CoinFlex has created a next generation stablecoin with the introduction of FlexUSD, the world's first natively interest-bearing stablecoin. If you're scratching your head thinking, but I already get yield on my stablecoin, stay with me as Sudo discusses how you can earn interest by just holding FlexUSD in your cold storage. And third, Sudo explains how FlexUSD earns PERP funding through investing in CoinFlex repo and how physical delivery is the magic that makes it all work. If you want to learn how FlexUSD helps you earn yield on yield, listen on. There are a lot of interesting products in the works. As always, thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Sidhu, welcome to Crypto Unstacked. It's really great to have you on the show. Hey, Leslie, thank you for having me. First, would love to introduce you to our audience. Sudhu, you are the chief risk officer at CoinFlex, the world's first physically delivered crypto futures exchange. Uh, formerly, you were a trader in the traditional derivatives space, trading everything from equity derivatives, primarily options, to fixed income, and spent your early days on the floor of London's life trading pit. From the pre-electronic trading days in the pit to the current world of digital currencies and crypto, um, I imagine you've experienced a lot as a trader. Would love it if you could tell us about one of your most memorable experiences during your early trading days and kind of why you became enamored with the challenge of building out next generation derivatives trading tools with CoinFlex nearly 20 years later. Yeah, I mean, I um, I spent a lot of time as, as a fixed income market maker in the uh, UK government bond options pit or called GILS. And, and what was amazing and what struck me in my kind of early days was there was a sudden surprise rate cut by the UK government came out of nowhere by the Treasury and the gilt markets was going absolutely crazy and and people were desperate for prices and they would turn to me and, and other market makers and and kind of 
desperately, you know, I look for where value is in, and where volatility was on a whole bunch of uh, assets. And we were all independent small market makers. And this was Goldman Sachs, Salomon Brothers, JP Morgan, UBS, all crying out because there was no visibility on, on pricing and where liquidity should be. And what amazed me was the whole world was totally dependent on a five or six individual guys standing in a pit. <laughs> With that experience in the pit, what gave you the push to want to explore the world of digital currencies at that time? I imagine you probably knew about Bitcoin only. What made you think that it would be possible to build out a whole suite of new derivatives trading tools in the crypto space kind of coming from that traditional background? Yeah, so I saw the uh, switch from the floor trading, as you, you mentioned, all the way up to electronic trading and and saw the whole process go from sort of phone, you know, voice trading, phone trading, Skype trading to pure electronic trading. And I'm pretty much seeing the exact same things happening in crypto as well. And so three years ago, when I start, first started getting interested in crypto and heard about crypto derivatives being launched, I knew that there wasn't going to be anything evolutionary in terms of that process. And, and I was kind of curious to see whether it would be exactly the same. And, and outside the fact that there was no floor trading for crypto, the process has been exactly the same. And we've gone from very much kind of more bilateral dark markets trading to dark pools, to electronic only, to streaming platforms like Amber. And so the path has been the same and it's been, it's been extremely kind of interesting being part of the journey. Looking at one of the dominating narratives right now in crypto, you know, since 2019, I think that narrative has been the borrow lending space. And when you look at an exchange like CoinFlex, I feel like the trend from the very beginning isn't to say we want to tackle everything. We want to tackle all markets. It's to specialize in a particular market, in this case, the crypto derivative space. How do you think of yourselves as tackling markets beyond what you first set out to tackle just a few years ago? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I mean, we, you know, we're learning all the time. And, and when we first launched Physical Futures, because my whole traditional career has been trading physical, I know the benefits of it. And when we launched Physical Futures, we were like, hey, we're here, you know, we're derivatives trading platforms, we've got a bunch of coins, come and trade Physical Futures. And to be honest, the response was lukewarm, because people were like, well, you know, why should we trade on CoinFlex? We've got Huobi, OKX, Binance, for example. So we we were sort of having a hard push to try to differentiate ourselves from being physically delivered because if you take the average retail trader, it makes no difference to them. They want perpetuals, they want high leverage. And we can offer that too, but we are, you know, eighth, ninth, tenth in the queue to offer those same products. In more recently, in the last six months or so, it's become very, very obvious to us is that derivatives trading as an exchange is a very, very competitive space, but the borrow lend aspect of crypto is much less so. And we we also, the second note thing we noticed around it was that the borrow lend space was very much bilateral and dark and OTC based and Skype based and WhatsApp based and Telegram based. And, and, and what that means is that you know, you as a borrower, uh, or we as a borrower, or anyone who could be, we could go to some of the big firms, whether it be Celsius or BlockFi or Genesis, and a lot of all the transactions will be bilateral in, in a chat room. And you would have no idea whether you were getting a great rate, a poor rate, just an awful rate. Uh, and you always totally rely on the person on the other side of the, 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 the chat room telling you what you can do and what they could offer. 
and and so it soon become apparent to us that basically we had the fundamental building blocks of borrow lend which is physical delivery so we pivoted and very much kind of started to build out uh, products which fitted the borrow lend uh, ecosystem yeah it's very interesting you know we've seen a lot more counterparties rev up the borrow lend engine but you know interestingly the the model itself i don't think has changed very much it's it's remained largely the same as you mentioned you know loans are are done bilaterally between counterparties done on a secured basis and you know central to this borrow lend space i think is the narrative about stable coins tether alone has seen the market cap of usdt climb to 18 billion dollars with a b last time i checked which is pretty incredible currently there is about 22 billion dollars of stable coins out there but one thing to note is that you know this pot of cash is all paying 0% interest that is a massive amount of money out there not paying interest if you're not you know, lending it out to a counterparty to get some sort of yield. Um, And the reason why I bring this up is because it will be central to our conversation about how you incorporate aspects of the physical delivery to, you know, stable coins to kind of wrap all of this up in a larger borrow lend narrative. I don't know if you wanted to touch on any of that. Um, if, If not, I think we can dive straight into some of the things that I find interesting about what you guys are building out. Yeah, no, I would love to talk about FlexUSD and, and paying interest at the at the base level. Go ahead. Yeah. Great, great. So during the course of this conversation, Suda, I think it'd be really helpful for, for our audience to kind of see where we're headed um, and to touch on three main things. So I think the first one is the current borrow lend space, which you talked a bit about and why it's ripe for disruption. And, you know, secondary to that, the existing stablecoin model kind of tease that out for us um, in terms of, you know, what does a current stablecoin model look like and what what might we expect from a next generation stablecoin that is FlexUSD. And then would love to just explore this interest rate market that CoinFlex is building out uh, in the form of a repo market and kind of explore how your new offerings on that end can help users to capture additional yield. Um, so so let's start off with stablecoins. You know, stablecoins have been critical to the growth of both CeFi and DeFi ecosystems. And, you know, as most listeners are probably aware, Tether pioneered that space uh, with USDT. So Sudu, can you start us off with some basics to set the table here and talk to us about the current model of stablecoins and the primary way users interact with them today? Yeah, absolutely. So as you, I, I completely agree with you where, you know, they have been critical to the CFI and DeFi ecosystems. In the DeFi world, they're primarily used for farming pools and stablecoin pools across multiple venues. On the CFI side, by far the majority use case is for derivatives and spot trading. We do read occasionally stories around they being stablecoin, particularly USDT, which is about 78% of the stablecoin issuance right now by market share being used for commerce. And I, I read somewhere that, you know, Russia, China, border trading is now being settled in USDT to the tune of a few hundred million dollars, which is which is kind of exciting wow. to hear about. But on the CFI side, certainly by far the vast majority is for derivatives and spot trade on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And so CoinFlex is working on a stablecoin as well, but unlike USDT and USDC or any other USD-backed stablecoin out there, FlexUSD is interest-bearing. 
Um, and I think this is the first time that perhaps our audience, you know, members are thinking, what does that mean that a stable coin is natively interest bearing? Uh, can you talk about how you guys came up with this idea and how an interest bearing stable coin is even possible? Yeah, so we launched uh, what we call Flex Earn, which was an algorithmic bot that retail investors could park their USDC and it would bid an offer in our repo and earn daily rates. And one of our biggest users of this bot uh, mentioned to us, you know, why don't you tokenize this? Because this is a very, very obvious way to kind of pay interest and keep it kind of on chain. And so we designed Flex USD. And what Flex USD essentially is that you send CoinFlex USDC, it gets deployed into our repo and earns returns from our repo product on a daily basis, on an eight hourly basis to be precise. And the tokenized USD or Flex USD, which we give back to you, there are a number of things you can do with that. Uh, you can hold it in cold storage in your own wallet. You could use it for collateral trading on CoinFlex and other exchanges when they accept it. Or you could also use it to DeFi farm. And so far, a number of projects that some big ones out there have indicated an interest in, in uh, accepting USD into their stablecoin pool. So we're speaking to Curve, uh, Metastable, Aave, and, and many others about accepting uh, FlexUSD. And what this means is that this FlexUSD token that you say, for example, put it onto the Curve pool, it'll earn uh, yield from the pool as well as whatever the returns you get from our repo book on a daily basis. And, and every eight hours on CoinFlex, there's an auction and there's a certain amount of interest that may be earned. And whatever interest is earned, it's sent, it's paid to you on chain. And so that's why we call this the concept of double yield, yield on the CoinFlex repo plus yield on wherever you're deploying this token. Mm -hmm. So this is an ERC-20 token to start. Will you be supporting other blockchains as well? We will. We've actually launched with uh, SLP, which is the BCH simple ledger protocol, as well as ERC-20. But, but yes, essentially we are blockchain agnostic. And so we will be rolling it out onto, onto many other blockchains as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you talked about the repo market. Perhaps our, our listeners aren't so familiar with this product that you guys launched just five months ago, I believe. Um, you guys announced the launch of a centrally cleared and traded repo market that aims to bridge all types of market participants from perpetual traders and spot traders to borrowers and lenders. So really with the aim to give investors access to highly liquid lending, borrowing, and of course now earning opportunities. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think since launch, the repo market has traded over $445 million uh, in, in volumes, according to your website. So for those unfamiliar uh, with you know how this product works, can you talk about how this physically deliverable repo market is structured? Yeah. So as you said, the perp, uh, sorry, the repo market is a bridge between the perp to spot. It's where a trader or investor who wants to physically deliver their long or short perp position, the repo liquidity provider basically steps in by the repo book and takes the other side of this trade uh, for delivery for a fee, which is kind of reflected as an eight hourly uh, basis points earned, uh, earned or paid. And, and what's going on in repo essentially is that you've got a dollar bidders and coin offers and a dollar bidder is someone who's, who's using dollars and willing to lend dollars, take in coin as collateral and a coin lender who has got BTC, for example, happy to lend it overnight and receive dollars back as collateral and then the, the, the role reverses. And so 
essentially they are short-term liquidity providers between perp to repo and they get paid kind of basis points and these basis points adds up to kind of huge annual annualized yields that they enjoy on their on their assets so um it's it's and and this is the mechanism that we use to connect perpetuals which is what everyone's familiar with with physical delivery or spot so clearly it seems like you're catering to the crop of uh, leverage traders out there but i think the platform's differentiating factor here is more what you can do to offer participants on the other side of these trades so the passive lenders or you know yield collectors so can you talk about what types of opportunities these yield collectors can expect to have access to on the platform? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the great thing about the CoinFlex repo market, if you're a passive lender, is that you're not taking any market delta or market uh, directional risk. And uh, the methodology for the way we do that is that if you are a dollar lender, for example, and someone borrows dollars from you and gives you a Bitcoin position, we create auto create a short BTC per position against that so that you have no market risk to your, your long BTC collateral that you've taken against this customer. And so you are perfectly delta hedged from a market directional point of view. And all you're collecting is this kind of basis points of yield that repo aggressors or repo takers are paying you as a maker. And this is all automated. It's all via our flex bot repo. So you don't have to put any manual orders in. The bot basically bids and offers for you all day long in a repo order book and pays you your interest every eight hours. Mm -hmm. And so this is only available right now on the CoinFlex platform, right? Like I have to be a user of CoinFlex um, and, and have an account with you in order to have access to Flex assets? Right now, yes, because it is, it's a centralized uh, uh, Flex order book or Flex assets order book. But like I said, you know, when once the DeFi farms start taking Flex assets, you don't have to necessarily come onto CoinFlex to hold Flex USD. You could buy it on uh, Curve or, or, or Metastable using their assets, their stable coins, USDC, USDT, true USD to, to switch into Flex USD. Hey, Unstackers, I wanted to let you know that Amber Group has just rolled out our new mobile app. The Amber app is designed to help you achieve optimal investment returns through market-leading interest rate products, yield enhancement, and risk management tools, all in one application. Right now, when you refer a friend, you can earn 30% of your friend's trading fees and 10% of your friend's interest earnings. Your friend will also earn 10% extra interest. Plus, new Amber App users are able to earn 16% APR on select Bitcoin and Ethereum time deposits. Invite your friends and start earning rewards together. Amber is your gateway to crypto finance. Download the Amber app in select Apple and Android app stores today. I wanted to go back to the borrow lend market and kind of explore that structure a bit more. Ditchfin, uh, which is a, a Hong Kong based uh, media company, did a write up on your launch of the repo market. And I wanted to quote something from that article that I think is super relevant to our conversation, which is Bitcoin deliberately has no central bank. And without something like a repo market, there is no mechanism to create something like a low risk money market. The spreads on loans are determined bilaterally and very wildly. So this is something that you mentioned earlier in our conversation. What's inefficient about the borrow lend market right now that 
you guys are wanting to exploit through the introduction of the repo market and the sort of interest rate products that you're building out? Yeah, so I think there's, there's two major areas that we will improve because, you know, we are taking what happens right now when we're putting it onto a central order book. So it's a lit order book and it's a book that anyone can trade, whether you're a large institution or a small retail trader, you can access these these fixed income products. And so there's there's an order book with a, with a market-based price. So it, what it means is that you choose the price that you want to trade at. It, it, you're not reliant on a hearsay from a person in a chat room or from a news article. Uh, so I would say that's the first critical difference, uh, being a club or central limit order book. And the second uh, innovative side around this is that because we're a derivatives exchange with, with perps and high leverage perps, what that means is that you can be uh, very, very efficient with the amount of collateral that you leave on exchange. And for if you're a borrower... Or, for borrow flex assets uh, uh, through CoinFlex, for example, you know you could have an LTV of of up to ninety eight percent, and and what that means is that of course you're at high risk of getting your perp position against your borrower getting liquidated. But hey, if that's what you want, you could do that. Whereas whereas a lot of borrow platforms, you know, you know me even personally when I ask and I want to borrow dollars using my Bitcoin, I have to put sort of one and a half times or one hundred fifty percent of what I want to borrow as collateral on the other side, which is hugely hugely inefficient. With the creation of flex assets, you're of course wanting to play out this vision of making this market more transparent and efficient. Um, How is a firm like Amber able to take advantage of these products to make our lives easier and, and to kind of facilitate a much smoother borrow end market? Yeah, I think I think for, for for institutional firms like yourself, where the advantage that a centralized order book like ours brings is that you could use it as a very short-term treasury management tool, which means that if you're at any particular point, you're long dollars or long coins, you could use the repo product to to earn some yield on it whilst you wait. And remember that you know if you wait for the eight hourly auctions, you get charged no fees for delivery, but you could also you know, you could kind of put a repo position and take it off through the order book at any point you want. Right. So you have complete access accessibility to your assets, um, which is the first point. And I think the second point is, which is, uh, you know, important as well, is that, you know, you quite rightly keep saying flex assets. Obviously, a lot of people will like the flex USD part of it, but we do have, uh, because of, we have repo across lots of coins that we will be wrapping essentially not just BTC and ETH, but BCH, Polkadot, Uni, Sushi, Compound, right. you know, any of mm-hmm. these DeFi that, that um, CoinFlex lists with the repo market. These are all wrapped coins and we will be the first venue anywhere to wrap these. And as Amber, you can borrow these coins to trade um, on, on spot markets and take advantage of arbitrage and anything else or customer delivery against OTC trades. Because for example, you know, you sell a customer a Polkadot uh, OTC spot, you can then come and borrow Polkadot off us, deliver to the customer and work out of the repo trade and you're flat again. So it's huge, not just for treasury management, but for OTC trading as well. Right. You mentioned that one of the great things about you know, this earned product is that you can get not only, you know, the yield paid out to you by simply just holding, for example, FlexUSD, but also getting yield on yield through DeFi. How much of this product and, and, and the recent rollout is influenced by 
the growth of DeFi over the past six months or so? Yeah, I think I think I'm, I'm, we're grateful for DeFi because we would not have spotted this opportunity, all, despite the fact that it was right in front of us. We had all the building blocks for this, and and it might have taken us years to join the dots if it wasn't for the boom in DeFi this last few months. And so we, you know, extremely mm-hmm. thankful for that. I mean, um, and obviously. The, the, the key part for us and the key selling point of flex uh, assets is that it's sustainable yield. It's not uh, uh, it's not kind of a tokenized airdrop type yield that the plat- yield platforms, uh, DeFi platforms do right now. Now, of course, on DeFi, you've got fees from trading, which is great, which, you know, already forms a pretty much great annual APY. But obviously, the huge part of this com- comes from token drops into those pools. Now on CoinFlex, you know, we are not dropping anything into these pools to give you these uh, returns on repo. What all the repo is doing is taking uh, what exists already in futures markets, traditional and crypto, which is basis, whether it be in Contango or in backwardation. And and that ARB is where, where trading firms like Amber come in and sell perps by spot, use our repo product. And that yield is where the generation of the, that yield is where it comes from, from, from basis. And so we call that sustainable yield because we know as fact that it's existed for 30 years and will be here for another 30 years more. We hear this narrative a lot that there are traditional exchanges or traditional crypto exchanges, um, such as yourselves or Huobi, who was on the podcast a few episodes ago, who are increasingly looking to bridge these two ecosystems together because of the demand from existing users and perhaps new users who want to be able to have access to all of these products really through one platform, sort of as a single sign-on access. How do you look at your contribution to perhaps the, the growth of both DeFi and CeFi? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question as to how we should position ourselves as an exchange. I mean, I think it's unclear in our minds if we're if we're being honest uh we don't want to do what say huobi are doing or or some of the other chinese exchanges which is essentially create farming pools themselves on exchange which then gets deployed out to DeFi platforms i know matrix port i think for example as well do similar products where you could send in your kind of usdc or usdt and they farm it for you i think our view so far is pretty much that you know, we are not a DeFi platform and and we also don't want to attest to the security and safety of many of these different platforms. And so we let the user sort of take his assets off, tokenized assets off our platform and put it into DeFi. But we directly are not connected to, to any of these pools. Mm-hmm. How do you think the reception will be to something like this? Do you think people will understand it very easily or it'll take some time to, you know, see how this fits into the CoinFlex, you know, greater CoinFlex ecosystem, um, you know, from the perspective of an existing user? Yeah, so I think the existing kind of Flex earn users who have been witnessing our repo and, you know, we had about five or six million dollars from multiple retail lenders in that platform, they will see the benefit and they already have seen the benefit benefit of this straight away because it was an easy sell. I think from a institutional borrow lend perspective, I think trading firms like Amber and the others already will notice that, you know, as flex assets build, we'll be a very cheap place for just 
everyday borrow and lend. The reach, uh, explaining flex USD to retail traders, it will be much, much harder. But I think this is where the DeFi platforms kind of listing flex USD and it's all of a sudden someone seeing, you know, I don't know, Curve Pool 16 has flex USD or 19 or whatever they've got to has flex USD in it, I think will pique their interest. And, and at that point, you know, we hope that kind of the marketing and the kind of product explanation around flex USD will be the bridging gap for that knowledge transition. But I think getting it out to retail without the help of DeFi is, is, is incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. Can you talk us through how a new user can get access to Flex assets? Sure. So there's this, um, you know, creation and redemption of Flex assets are simply done by one click. So you can go into coinflex.com, deposit your BTC or your DOT or your USDC and and create and redeem one-to-one at any point you want. Obviously, with the DeFi pools coming online in the next few weeks, you can also do exactly the same thing on, on these platforms. Obviously, you pay trading fees on the DeFi side and there's a bid offer on the stable coin pools that you're giving away, but 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 on CoinFlex is one to one to create to redeem. And then we have this one click borrow tool and we are uh, rolling out uh, a bunch of fixed rate futures as well. And the reason being is that, so you have basically two options. On the in the one click borrow, you can basically say this is my asset, this, this is my asset or collateral. This is what I want to borrow. You put your LTV, and if you're a floating rate borrower, it just basically you said go and it borrows the, the assets for you, and and you pay the repo rate on it. Now, like I said earlier, with repo, what you do is you get a per position to hedge your market risk. So of course, that per position is now subject to per funding, and so you could be a floating rate borrower. But you really don't know what your total interest rate is because, you know, one day your per position could cost you, another day you could be receiving money, but you just have no idea. And so we are also launching fixed rate futures, so monthly flex asset futures all the way out to 12 months. And what that means is that you can now select to borrow an asset, select your term, and through a central order book and a one-click tool, you get a fixed rate borrow. So you know that if you wanted to borrow for three months, this, uh, this amount of USDC, uh, the bot will look at the order book and say, okay, based on where the market depth is, that's going to cost you 7% fixed. And you hit go and the bot will execute the trade for you. So it's very, very simple to use. And I think it's extremely essential because again, compared to where the current borrow lend space is, you know, what we're doing is we're lighting up this borrow market. So not only can you borrow floating and everyone else knows exactly where the market is, but you can now look at a fixed order book and know where forward rates are as well. We've seen a lot of corporates come in and, and invest in something like Bitcoin. What's their reception to the types of products that you guys are building out? Yeah, we, we've had a really, really good response so far. And, and it's from firms in the traditional space and hedge funds and asset managers. And essentially, it's, it's the fact that they are not ready to go into Bitcoin. Now, obviously, we have all this great you know, micro strategy and other businesses kind of buying Bitcoin into part of their treasury management. But... The vast majority of firms that we speak to, you know, 99% of them are completely uncertain about Bitcoin or Ethereum or any of these coins and, and just due to its volatility. But when we start talking about stablecoin that pays yield way, way higher than they get for US dollars right now, uh, all of a sudden we pique their interest, you know, and, and you might laugh at them. This is them getting into crypto. And obviously for us, it isn't. But if this is the way to get, the, get traditional firms to that, you know, first step, which is deploying hundreds of millions of dollars or billions of dollars into yield-bearing stable coins, then 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 we've kind of done the first part of the thing for them, and then obviously the leap from here to buying Bitcoin is that much smaller. Uh, but right. I think this is the 
stepping stone for the vast majority of firms uh, to get them across to uh, to crypto. For sure. And that's what we're seeing on our side as well. You know, we recently launched something called the Amber app. And exactly what you're saying is that, you know, the gateway or, or the entry point to learning about crypto often is to just experience the swapping of fiat into, you know, a blockchain based asset, earning interest on an asset that otherwise would be earning close to zero at a bank is a huge leap forward than, you know, just kind of sitting on the sidelines and saying, well, I'll get in when the next guy I trust gets in. Right. And so I think yeah. that that transition point from stable coins to Bitcoin. Yeah, I agree. It, it still needs a lot of time. But now with the maturation of derivatives markets, borrow lending markets to allow you to better manage your risk. I think as an investor or as a trader is is hugely important to just the, the comfort of participating in this ecosystem. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. And, and already the next generation of uh, borrowed lend products are already being rolled out now, right? I mean, you would have heard about true USD doing their kind of uncollateralized DeFi pool, um, which is going to be very interesting. And, and on that note, we too are going to be adding uh, uh, products around the uncollateralized side as well. So we'll be back on those details in, in due course. But but what that would mean is that we, as CoinFlex, you know, we've made a great stand here of being a, a fixed income house rather than a derivatives uh, only trading exchange for retail. And and as a mm-hmm. fixed income platform, and we want to be the biggest fixed income platform in the world. What we what you will have is basically end to end from short term, very very collateralized fixed income products all the way out to longer term uncollateralized products with the, with the yield curve to match. And so as a customer of CoinFlex, you can kind of pick your points across the curve and your level of kind of collateralization and, and participate in, in yields that, that uh, only institutions have had access to for, for years. Well, Sid, I really enjoyed, you know, learning about all, all the new products that are being rolled out, especially with the introduction of uh, Flex USD and, you know, down the line, other Flex assets as well. Is there anything that you would love for our audience to learn about with the existing product suite right now? Uh, no, I think we covered most of it. I mean, whatever assets you have sitting around, which is not collecting yield right now, you should be because there are multiple ways mm-hmm. outside of leverage trading. And of course, you know, you want to YOLO long 100x, you know, feel free, but there's plenty of other ways to do well, too. Right. Um, Sudhu, how can our audience get in touch with yourself or uh, with CoinFlex to learn more about what you guys are doing? Yeah, come on to coinflex.com. We have a chat room there, or you can uh, ping me on Telegram. Uh, my handle is at Sudhu, S-U-D-H-U underscore CoinFlex, or come and join our Telegram, CoinFlex chat Telegram group, which is an open group as well. And we're happy to help and answer questions. Great. Well, I'll also post the links in the show notes below. Um, if you guys are interested in learning more about Sudhu's background, I Uh, Highly recommend that you check out his uh, previous podcast with Chat with Traders, where he gives a really good deep dive on his whole experience kind of leading up to his now journey with crypto and crypto derivatives. So highly recommend that you check that out uh, to learn more about Sudhu. So with that, Sudhu, thanks so much for joining the Crypto Unstacked podcast and hope to bring you on again very soon. Thank you so much for having me, Leslie, and uh, hope to speak to you again soon. As always, hope you enjoyed this week's Cup of Crypto. If you like what you heard, please share and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Google, and anchor.fm slash crypto unstacked. 
Also check out our Crypto Unstack YouTube channel. I'll provide details in the show notes. Until next time, take care Unstackers and see you at the next episode.